1: that you called the Ayatollah, Khamenei the new Hitler of the Middle East. Absolutely.
2: At just 32, Mohammed bin Salman seems fearless and determined. He has quickly become the most dominant Arab leader in a generation.
0: Yeah, if you have any interest in Middle East politics, you really should watch that uh, segment from 60 Minutes. In fact, they did two segments on MBS, as they call him, the most dominant leader in Arab politics in a generation. Do they have
3: anything on polo horses this week?
0: He's uh, 32 years old, which is dang young. His dad is still the um, the official king, but his dad pulled king strings to give his this particular son the sort of power that it takes to you know in effect be the current leader of Saudi Arabia and end
3: up being the leader in the future and i guess in, shouting nepotism is is not very useful <laughs> in a patriarchal monarchy
0: there are 30,000 princes or 3 thousands and thousands of princes mm-hmm. saudi princes there's many 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 of them M- hundreds of whom he locked up in uh in the Ritz Carlton as a jail remember a couple of months ago said they're corrupt and we're stealing money from the uh... the people of saudi arabia and and uh... made him sign contracts turning some of the money over to the country as he tries to reform it he, he got the most attention right from the beginning when he said yeah women can drive and he was by the way he speaks perfect english why mm. some of it was in arabic and some of it was in perfect english i have no idea mm. I don't know if that was just a. Sh- I don't know if it gave it that. Sixty Minutes thought it gave it more credibility or what. But.
3: A Quick note to the ten-year-old girls listening: you might hear there are hundreds of princes there in Saudi Arabia and think that's the place to go to land a prince, but you won't find them very charming. <laughs> so M- especially to women. MBS.
0: Uh, well, maybe in the future. MBS got a lot of attention because one of the first things he did is yeah, women can drive. And he was asked throughout the interview, and he answered, like, unequivocally, no hedging whatsoever. Women are men's equals. We're really missing out by not having women, women's talents used in Saudi Arabia. They have the right to do any job or do anything that, that men do and make their own decisions. It's just ridiculous that we've done it this way. Hmm. I mean, without, without qualification, he said. That. Wow. So it's pretty clear he believes all that stuff. He believes that in 1979, when the crazies took over uh, in Iran... And then there was pressure in Saudi Arabia for the crazies to take over also. And and, and everybody started adopting these weird women have to be covered up and all this sort of crap. He thinks that is just horrible.
3: Yeah. So when so, did that happen?
1: 79. The 70s. Wow.
3: Yeah. That whole fundamentalist women wearing the beekeeper thing is mostly a creation of these fundamentalist wackadoos who came to the fore in the early 70s, and then took power in Iran in the late 70s. It's but
0: presented by a lot of people, including some American media, as like an ancient tradition. That we must respect. And it's not. It goes back to the 70s, yeah, <laughs> which it's is it's all. It's
3: absolutely indefensible. Um, and, and, and he said,
0: MBS said, he said, look at YouTube videos. Go back and look at two YouTube videos of Saudi Arabia in the 50s and 60s and early 70s and see what it was like. Well, hell, that's Kabul,
3: what, Afghanistan.
0: He said, that's who we are. Yeah. He said, that's who we are for anybody. Because she started the question with, Osama bin Laden came out of Saudi Arabia and almost all the hijackers. How do you explain that to the American people as he's making this? He's 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 crossing crisscrossing the country this week to try to, to present the new view of Saudi Arabia. And he said, go on YouTube, look at videos that that's who we are. That's where we're where we're going back to. That's the Saudi Arabia that that is the real Saudi Arabia.
3: Devil's advocate question, because you hear this uh, spouted here and there that He's not a real reformer. He's just trying to give off a good impression to encourage foreign investment because the Saudi regime knows they're desperate for uh, diversification of their economy.
0: Boy, they absolutely are, and they showed us many of the business meetings that they have weekly, all the top money people, him mm-hmm. and everybody else. How they, cause the whole oil thing, the jig is up on that, right? And yeah. if it's, and if it's not completely up, it's going to be completely up before you know it.
3: So, but you think he's, he's sincere in his reformist. Uh, How would I, I have any idea? Yeah. Everybody's know. guessing. Yeah.
0: Um, but they're, they're trying to figure out, they do, they, this is sincere. They have no choice but to figure out a way to survive without oil money. Well, what do they have to offer? They got no resources. I mean, it's a big giant desert, but they, they just invested $3 billion in Uber, for instance. They're investing in all kinds of different uh, corporations. Well, they got nothing
3: but sand. They got a, a, the work ethic of a people that has been used to just getting handouts from the princes sure, for you, generations. You have
0: cradle to grave, healthcare, education, sh- whatever you want. And it's, it's been that way for a very long time. Cradle to grave, just for being born in Saudi Arabia. I want you're,
3: one of them sterling silver BMWs I saw on TV. <laughs>
0: you're taking care of your whole life. But that they're out of money, as the uh, finance minister said on 60 Minutes last night. It's not going to work anymore. I mean, so that's just that's just over. Wow. Um, they have no choice. Wow. And uh, trying to figure that out. And I think his dad put him in charge to deal with that mostly. Now, this reform stuff, the women's stuff, he certainly sounds sincere about that. The question to me is about the... Um, uh, cracking down on corruption because as they pointed out on 60 Minutes last night in the midst of cracking down on all these princes who steal from the the, the good people um, he went out and bought the most expensive yacht home and painting in the world <laughs> he was asked about that and he said that's my personal life he said I'm a rich guy that's how I decided to spend my money mm. which is not a terrible answer you know
3: And if you're going <laughs> to have the world's most expensive house and you're going to park a boat in the driveway I assume he's got that yacht <laughs> <laughs> on a trailer in his driveway. What's it, like 250 feet long or something? It's,
0: it's, they it's showed amazing. it. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like right. a giant building.
3: And you're going <laughs> to... these assholes in their fucking yard. That's right. There's a Saudi activist there. Um, if you're going to have the, the world's most expensive house and that thing up on a trailer there next to your garage... You want to hang something on the wall, you're going to go with the world's most expensive painting. I get that. <laughs> what are you going to get, some cheap movie poster? You know, uh, Elvis and Marlon Brando and, and Humphrey Bogart sitting at that diner counter <laughs> uh, in a frame? Dogs what playing poker. I mean, it just yeah. doesn't fit. Uh, what are you going to hang?
0: So that answer of, I'm a rich guy. That's what I decided to buy. That's my private life. What's that got to do with anything? Well, where did your money come from? I mean, you locked up all these other princes.
3: Where, where'd you get your, your
0: money? Well, where, that was his been...
3: legit handout because of whose son he is. I guess that's what he meant. Right. You gotta... Look, here's where you are on the chart, all right? Here's how much you get. Now, don't go uh, cheating and then and, and pulling uh, corrupt crap on us, all right? That's his point of view. It's difficult for us, people like us, to approach the ethics of a uh, paternal monarchy. Who's supposed to get what and why again? I, I don't know. He I, called the Ayatollah
0: the new Hitler. And, mm. uh, I mean, I, I don't know where this is going. They, uh, they they bombed the hell out of Yemen, killing a lot of people.
3: I heard that uh, called, uh, again, the greatest humanitarian crisis on Earth right now. Yemen. Right. Makes Syria look like uh, a nice place to, to move and raise a family.
0: Iran was launching missiles into Saudi Arabia, Arabia from Yemen. He said, I would like to see what you would do in the United States if they started launching missiles, missiles from Mexico into L.A., Washington, D.C., and New York. Mm. I don't think you would let that go. Build a higher wall. <laughs> God, I saw a guy with a t shirt yesterday say, Bridge is not walls or something. I just, oh, I
3: just, I, I wanted to wrestle uh, him to the ground and put him in a headlock, and make him okay. eat
0: grass. Just, whatever.
3: What, what if you're building an ape enclosure <laughs> at the zoo? <laughs> Bridges, is not walls. What if you're building a house? you going to have a bridge from the street into your living room? No, you're going to have some walls, you numbskull.
0: Back briefly to MBS, I highly recommend you watching it if you have any interest in that sort of thing. He could end up being such a huge figure on the world stage if we end up actually going to war with Iran or the whole Middle East completely blows up or... or... You know, who or he knows? could
3: very easily end up bleeding from several gunshot oh, yeah.
0: wounds. Yeah, he's probably he might be the most protected man on earth.
3: And how hard are they trying to get a goon into his uh, security detail? Absolutely, a uh, you know a ringer.
0: Yeah, because he just he's calling out the fundamentalists. No, they're a bunch of crazies. They're crazy people. Right. Both the Shiites and the Sunnis. <clears throat> he he just flat out says it, oh. and he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't offer any yeah buts. Just no, they're wrong. I'm right. They
3: got to go. Their time is over. Right. Boy, so the guy's been a little overactive on eBay lately. He sounds like precisely what the Middle East so desperately needs. Oh, yeah. Because listen, again, to this, and it seems crazy if you don't study history, but the really hardcore Looney Tunes fundamentalism that we're dealing with right now in the Middle East, it doesn't, it's not necessary. It doesn't necessarily have to exist. It came, a lot of it, uh, you know, came to be fairly recently, and it could go away. That's what he's hoping to do. I mean, if you go back to the beginning of Middle Eastern terrorism um, uh, of the sort that affected America, you're talking, you know, 1973 uh, airplane hijackings. Uh, Again, late 60s, early 70s. It was sold, what's his name, Fish Face, Arafat, um, and his people bringing down jetliners and attacking uh, Israeli uh, Olympic athletes and that sort of thing. You know, that's not 200 years ago. That's 40, 50 years ago. Reform the Middle East, get a little uh, investment going, a little hope for the young people. Afghanistan's a basket case; that's not going anywhere soon. But if this guy can stay alive, yeah, yeah, wow, God, what must that be like? What's it? How do you vet his security forces? Because you got to vet him and vet him and revet him. It's like you know the whole, uh, you know, Trump might be uh, liable to blackmail because of uh, you know Stormy Daniels, blah blah blah. They've got to be looking at every single human in his security detail and, like, all their relatives and figure out, all right, wait a minute, his son got busted for shoplifting or something and brought shame to the family. you got to have constant vigilance to make sure none of the fundamentalist wackadoos are worming their way in as a double agent.
0: They're certainly trying.
3: You remember old Arafat? Speaking of uh, Fish Face and Begin and that crew back then, That generation of leaders in the Middle East? Um, I'm sorry, Anwar Sadat. Anwar Sadat, the head of Egypt. Military parade, one of the details that's marching by in a freaking parade, turns and says, hey, President Sadat, I got two surprises for you. Number one, we got live ammunition in our guns. And number two, we're here for you. And they shot him about 50 times right there at the reviewing stand.
0: Right, and this dude has got the added thing of the these princes that he locked up, and he's going to crack down in corruption, they're not going to want that to go away. Mm. So they're not fundamentalist wackadoos, but they might be willing to help a fundamentalist wackadoo take out the guy who's going to end their Cush lifestyle. Wow, yeah. He's got a lot of really <laughs> wealthy people um, that he's pissed off. Like among the wealthiest people on the planet. That might be willing to help out the the crazies. Take him out, boy. So he's he's got uh, conies and like he said last night, the only thing that can stop me is death. It's a heck of a thing to say.
3: You know, the only way he can save his life, probably. I mean, number one, really good security, but number two, he's got to announce and have come out publicly a whole bunch of heirs to his legacy. Who say, this guy goes down 100%. We, we just pick it up and run with it. Mm. You know, that'd be a good way to go. Yeah. Of course, that's not really how it works over there.
0: Interesting time, though. You're used to those, you know, really old men in the Middle East and their devout Muslimness. And he's not that at all. Mm. At all.
3: And he's a boater. I see him with the big speakers up on the rack and right. wakeboarding and that sort of probably thing. He probably
0: likes to fish. That's right. probably what drove the whole thing. He's probably a fisherman. Right. Stay tuned to The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of
3: the nation.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Stormy Daniels has offered to return the $130,000 that she was paid so that she can release any text, photos, or video she has with Donald Trump.
1: For what? So this lady is trying to show us revenge porn of a grandpa and we're just okay with that? I mean, what are you expecting to see? What if it's good?
4: Are you prepared for that? Are you prepared? Are you prepared to see Donald Trump tear up some? I mean, he's 6'3 and dumb as rocks. You don't know what he's working with down there.
3: Come on. It's a little rough. Dumb as rocks? Why the partisanship? That was a perfectly good old people having sex riff, and he had to ruin it. Uh, (laughs) Perfectly good. Old people having sex um, bit. So, uh, yeah, the, I still hear some folks in the media trying to make this a campaign finance violation issue. Is really, really <laughs> all right? Go ahead. And if it is, it ought to be prosecuted like any other hundred and thirty thousand dollar impropriety is. I don't think
0: anybody. I don't think they're they're leaning on that. It's the uh, now. It's the um, uh, he physically threatened her. That's what his lo- the lawyer is saying. Okay. Although seems pretty odd to me that if if that happened, you you waited till now to mention it. Seems yeah. like you'd lead with that. Well, I'm maybe
3: that. I was misled. MSNBC as early as or recently as this morning was still saying this could be a serious campaign finance oh, violation. <laughs> How do
0: you possibly take that seriously? Uh, yeah. I haven't heard any legal person say that. Yeah. Um, a couple of things, a couple of texts that we got. Uh, Thanks for having on the Rockland
3: Teacher and outing the ridiculous decisions by the Rockland School District. Happy to do it. Yeah, Rockland's made the uh, national news a couple of times lately. Beautiful Rockland, California. Remember, they had a kindergarten teacher who who read a transgender book to the tiny little kids there. Another brilliant decision.
0: That I might complain about. Yeah. Now, did two complaints have any impact there or not? Because that would be the opposite of the...
3: I think they're standing by her because there's, you know, progressive politics. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh,
0: great interview with the Rockland teacher. Made me laugh when she was saying about having respect for the media and us. And we said, yeah, don't do that.
3: Well, she glanced our way, meaning the media's way, and, and found uh, the media in a rare truth, justice, and the American way mode. I wouldn't extrapolate from that that, that uh, the media is mostly like that. We are, of course, but... That's why we are the conscience of the nation. The bird, the bell, something, anything. Rattle George Washington's bones, anything, something. I don't have any of that Rattle stuff. the Constitution, nothing.
0: Nothing. The bird only responds to Marshall for some reason. He doesn't like any of
1: us. Well, Marshall wow. squeezes it, remember? <laughs> Maybe it's because I call him the bird.
0: <laughs> and I got this text talking about the um, our St. Patrick's Day over the weekend. Jack, why did you and Laura buy into that leprechaun trap baloney? Adults need to teach kids to just say
3: no. So Wow, I pity your children. Uh, you know, I was at the spring training game on St. Patty's Day. Now that sounds fun. Oh, they served beer there? <laughs> yeah, they <did>. I was <laughs> I was not a drinking though. I was with my mom and pop. They
0: don't, um, they don't allow it?
3: Well, no. They I just didn't feel like drinking. Is it all right if I don't drink? So, um, we were there and, and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and I so wanted to buy a green Kansas City Royals hat because cool. everybody was wearing green sports gear. And I saw a bunch of people coming home uh, wearing uh, St. Patrick's Day green Giants hats. And I really wanted one. Well, I almost bought one, but then it dawned on me. And it's taken me many, many years to figure this out. Joe, you never wear hats. <laughs> You have 50 hats, none of which ever touch your head unless it happens to be raining. There you go. Yeah, That's so I restrain listener. myself. Could have got a t-shirt, though. I do wear shirts. So I wanted to fit this But a judge in. ordered me to wear shirts at all times. This, this is from... I was walking down my street. Uh, and Well, anyway.
0: This is from Fox News Sunday yesterday with Chris Wallace. He had on Trey Gowdy, who lectured the Trump administration, rightfully, I think, about not firing Mueller and acting like you're innocent if you're innocent and that sort of stuff. Good stuff. But then at the end, uh, Chris Wallace brought up the, why do you think Trump is so easy on uh, Putin or, or hasn't been more for, forceful with uh, sanctions and, the, and that sort of thing? And I thought this was a good answer from Trey Gowdy.
4: I think he's done a hell of a lot better job than President Obama did. It wasn't Donald Trump who laughed when Mitt Romney said Russia was our number one geopolitical enemy. And it, it wasn't President Trump who handed that awkward reset button to the Russians. And it wasn't President Trump who said... On a hot mic, I'll have more flexibility in a second term. All of that was President Obama. So this country can't be tough enough on Russia. They tried to interfere with the fundamentals of our democracy. I mean, their war is not against Democrats or Republicans. It's against Americans. So you cannot be tough enough against Russia. In my judgment, um, I hope he does more, but he did a hell of a lot more than his predecessor did.
0: Being soft on Russia goes back further than Trump. Because that whole mocking Mitt Romney for calling them a, a a foe of the United States, hey, the 80's called they want their foreign policy. imagine if Trump said that, how people would go crazy or the reset button or the any of that
3: partisan stuff. partisan partisan media We're and bl- listen, I understand he's getting out of politics allegedly Trey Gowdy for president and vice president
1: It's not allowed. <laughs> Well, it ought to be. What's coming up in your news, Marshal? Well, another twist in the Northern California Gone Girl kidnapping case. You know the one where the police called the kidnapping a hoax, only to find out it was real. Was Joe that the it a one? Joe I, called I it a hoax. I don't remember that. Joe was very hard on these. I don't recall this that at all. Poor couple. And Joe also asked for it earlier. We have another coffee study just released and just for you coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Okay, I'm into my twelfth cup of the day, so I'll be
0: interested to see if that's good for me or not. That and all that stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. By the way, if you're just into the soap opera high school gossip part of Washington, D.C., so it turns out Hope Hicks and Corey Lewandowski were doing it, and she dumped Corey, and so then he alerted the media to her new boyfriend's violent past. Ah, he was the whistleblower.
3: Yep. Because he was the, the man scored. Wow, she gets around.
0: Yeah, that's,
3: you know. Well, wait a no, minute. my Whoa. business oh, yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently she is. Just text her. Um, So she was with Corey, and she was with Rob Porter. She was also with who else? Mm-hmm. You tell me.
0: Who was her ex that we knew about? But that's what drove the whole uh, disinformation came out story. Corey Lewandowski's still uh, indoor, mad that she's dating this dude that he thought was a scumbag for beating his wife, so there you go.
1: All's well that ends well. Hmm? Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. A California woman whose kidnapping and rape were dismissed by police as a hoax has now settled with the city of Vallejo and its police department for two and a half million dollars.
0: It's got to be pretty tough when you have something that awful happen and then you have local radio hosts calling you liars. It must be very disappointing. Mm. As may have happened on the Armstrong and Getty show because the whole story sounded completely phony.
3: It was impossible it was real. Yeah, Only a complete crazy person would do the crime the way it was done. Well, it turns out a complete crazy person yes. did the crime. So, yes. In my defense, as an accuser of the innocent on the air, allegedly. Can
0: you once again lay out to us what happened? What, what, what was the deal there?
1: Well, back in 2015, Denise Huskins and her boyfriend Aaron Quinn were drugged inside their home by a masked intruder who kidnapped her and then was trying to get a ransom, a rather odd ransom, a rather small amount of money. And a small, specific amount, if I remember correctly. It was
3: like exactly the payoff on the
1: victim's car. Yes. Yes. Oof. And he was he was uh, emailing the San Francisco Chronicle saying I've got this uh, woman. We are a, a group of gentlemen, I think it was, or gentlemen criminals, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he, had, he had this this uh, coterie of, uh, of of friends that were involved. Allegedly. An yes. And remember then when her
3: dad went on local TV with a tearful please, this is killing me, just let her go. Right. All of a sudden she was let go. Yep. Which sure seemed like. You know, kidnappers probably going to be prepared for the fact that dad's a little broken up. But no, she immediately turns up at dad's house. Yeah. Well, turns out that's because the crazy, crazy kidnapper
1: decided to do that. The police finally came around after the kidnapper. Matthew Muller, the guy we've been talking about, an attorney, a Harvard uh, uh, educated attorney and former Marine was implicated in a different crime and then connected to her kidnapping. So the couple went ahead and sued, and they won. Denise Huskins and Aaron Quinn were on Good Morning America. I know people called your story stranger than fiction, but isn't it true that truth is often stranger than fiction?
4: This was only strange because the law enforcement made it strange. Right. This was a people broke into my home, threatened my family, threatened to hurt the person they kidnapped, charged a ransom. And if you just look at it that way, it was a kidnapping, no. they they got distracted by other things and they made it strange
3: no they didn't that reminds me of old al sharpton with one nothing strange about your daddy talking about michael jackson everything about him was strange
0: everything about this crime was bizarre i would like to know if we influenced the police department for the way they responded in any way by (laughs) by calling it laughable and i wonder if they thought oh boy if we go along with this i (sighs) mean there are radios calling this any idiot can see this is but i'm not exactly sure how do you get money if if the police make a mistake, you get to sue them for being wrong? Is that it? I, if the police don't solve my crime correctly?
3: I mean, it's not easy to solve crimes. Right? Top malpractice. Well, no, they're saying there was systematic, right. uh, you know, poor judgment and dismissing of their claims. And and it was too fast and improper, you know. <coughs> I see what you're saying, but if it's the run of the mill, we right. can't figure out who killed him. Yeah, well, that's one thing. But if it's really egregious, bad investigations... and. Then... Denise
1: Denise, this morning was saying the police doubted her story because... I didn't act like a good enough victim. And that's with them not even face-to-face seeing me. It's just what they believed for whatever reason. I don't I don't know. Why. Because they heard a the r- morning no, 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 radio no, no. show. I wouldn't go
3: any further than that. These uh, people are suing people. They're a jack.
1: And uh, Denise going on to add uh, something that she found to be very disturbing. There's so many parallels to how... I was treated by the kidnappers and how i found out aaron was treated by the good guys it's disturbing
3: wow interesting does that make you feel any differently about that sherry papini woman in the beautiful you know, redding that's worth mentioning her, it's impossible it's legit uh, kidnapping story of the two hispanic women and right uh, although she was terribly beaten and everything but uh yeah yeah, well. yeah. Maybe you ought to wait for the facts to come in next time, Jack.
1: President Trump is going to be laying out his plan to attack the opioid epidemic, and that part of that plan will include... Is he going to tweet at it? <laughs> <laughs> part of that plan will include seeking the death penalty for drug traffickers. Trump's uh, going to be detailing his plan while well, he's in New Hampshire today. We,
0: we can't pull off the death penalty for murderers currently.
3: In most states, yeah. no. They not to... a new one is nitrogen. They're going to pump nitrogen to you. That sounds yeah, terrible. Yeah. No, no, no. That's that's perfect. Won't it's an suffocate? inert gas. No, you fall asleep. You fall it's asleep. It's painless, okay. etc. And then be long, before long, you're uh, well not as live as you used to be. Okay, it's great. Inert gas is the way to do it. That's how pilots die. If there are leaks in their system or whatever, they just fall asleep. Oh, I didn't know you fall
0: asleep. I thought you suffocated. Okay. Only slightly chilling that you have that information at your <laughs> yes. fingertips. But, yeah, really. He's yeah. also got duct tape and rubber gloves in his trunk. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And a shovel. All
1: right, Joe Getty asked for it, and here it is. We've got a coffee study for you today.
3: Yeah, I was being sarcastic.
1: Turns out there are more ways than ever to get caffeine into your body, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we're all still coffee people. According to a new study, American coffee drinking is skyrocketing. 65% of adults now say they drink a cup every day. Back in the mid-1990s, it was under 50%. 50%. That's that's a pretty
3: big increase
0: just yeah. for one cup a day.
3: Yeah. I was uh, talking to uh, a lady who helps uh, care for my mom and pop when they need it. And she was talking about the Dutch Brothers near her house. 8.30 at night, there's a line 21 cars oh, deep. Yeah. and they're having a party in there. 8.30 at night? There's a party inside the Dutch Brothers. <laughs> I went through just the other day, and they were just, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Looks like some of the Dutch sisters are on hand, too, yeah. I got my kids with me. I rolled down the window. Hey, how's it going? Having a good time today? It's, uh, we're going to the park. It's not really a party. I need a cup of coffee to stay awake.
1: Yeah, your 25th cup of coffee. Do you for have any? <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm done. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Why are you playing your music so loud? Why are
0: you wearing jean shorts? It's fifty degrees outside. <laughs> a lot of questions for you. Because we Dutch are.
1: Because <laughs> we're having a party. Yes, a coffee party.
0: <laughs> um, who did that study, by the way?
1: Uh, actually. I know it's, one. He made it. Up. It's, it's, unaccredi- it's unaccredited. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no credit for this. Oh no. It was something Joe asked for. Some. It's we w- some website. Right. That's what you for, dug free, it up. free pub. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. they didn't. You didn't mention that. <laughs> from
3: a
0: flyer that was left on my windshield out in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> my son let it, it left an interesting note for the leprechaun in the leprechaun trap. Mm. Clearly a. Uh,
2: run, run for your life.
0: Clearly, I think we have a moment of uh, maturity and development going on part of the never changing human condition <laughs> all on the way and the petering out on the armstrong and getty show
2: armstrong and getty
3: the conscience of the nation the armstrong and getty show
0: The Federal Trade Commission has ordered the makers of the Snuggie to pay more than $7 million in refunds over deceptive buy-one-get-one-free ads. It's a rare piece of good news for people who own multiple Snuggies. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Saturday Night Live was pretty dang funny. Uh, Bill Hader, former uh, cast member, was the host. Hader's going to hate. (laughs) (laughs) He is quite talented. Oh, my God, is he funny. It was a pretty funny show. Unfortunately, he left the show... Because uh, he and his wife had three kids and he just didn't like being away that much and they just got a divorce, so. Oh. That's a drag. Hate those stories. Crying shame. Uh, You want something grim? (sighs) Freaking Boko Haram just abducted 110 more girls from one of the schools. Yeah. Uh, they, They walked into the schools with guns, said we're here for your girl students, and now the parents are asking how the government could let a mass kidnapping happen again. After the, all the world attention that happened last time around.
3: Wow. Yeah, that's, that's well, rough. you wonder why we have all those troops in Africa, including Niger, that nobody knew about, and Chad, and a hundred other places. That's why there are a lot of bad guys ooching around Africa, man. Uh, yes,
0: we mentioned this earlier. Apparently, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson was sitting on the toilet when the White House Chief of Staff, John Kelly, called him and told him he was being fired.
3: I'm throwing that to the message. I don't care if it's the Chief of Staff. You know, if we're at war with uh, you know Canada or something, he'll call back <laughs> It's the old call twice code you have with your uh, with your spouse, for instance, or whatever. If she calls twice in succession, you pick up. Yeah,
0: I guess he keeps his phone handy even when he's on the toilet, and uh, went ahead and answered if the chief of staff calls. Keep your phone like I'll run back to my car to get my phone if I forget it on the way to the (laughs) on the way to the bathroom. I'm the same way too. (laughs) I'll I'll risk an accident to get my phone. I can't be alone with my thoughts for four minutes. Sounds awful. I might go crazy. Mm. if I'm not entertained for a few minutes. Uh, One of the members of the musical group One Direction, the guy who left the group, if you remember, he was the swarthy one.
3: Went in the wrong direction. Um, the swarthy one.
0: He just broke up with some model girlfriend anyway, so now he's living alone in his uh, $10.69 million Soho penthouse. I only bring that up just because I thought it was kind of interesting. I always thought those boy groups that were put together based on looks and everything like that, mm. that they uh, they got stolen from. Yeah, I it was always figured...
3: the guy who put it together who made the profit.
0: Yeah, and this particular one just bought a an $11 million studio apartment in, hmm. in, in New York. So good for him, I guess.
3: Well, you're the biggest pop group on earth. You make a few bucks, apparently. I would hope so. And how much time have I got, Michael? Uh, you got about two and a half. Perfect. So
0: um, we did the leprechaun trap thing, as I mentioned. I guess it's popular. I'd never heard of it in my life until a couple years ago.
3: Um, It's a little kid thing, school project. We had a
0: babysitter that was into it. So Ah. you put put a little green dye in the toilet and sprinkle a little green glitter around and make it look like a leprechaun came into your house, whizzed in your toilet, didn't flush, and leaves a little candy behind.
3: See, I had a movie special effects guy put together a severed leprechaun leg for me. Blood, sinew, bone. He chewed off his own leg to get out of the trap, kids.
0: So my That's
3: s- how much they want to be free.
0: We set up a leprechaun trap on a Friday. We were gone for the weekend. We came back. There was just a, a dehydrated leprechaun lying <laughs> there. Oh.
3: Well, you outdarked darked me. Well done. I didn't think it could be done. So
0: my six-year-old, uh, he's fully into it, of course, and he built a leprechaun trap and everything like that. You leave... Um, uh lucky charms in a bowl because obviously that's what they would like to eat
1: <laughs> oh <laughs>
0: because we're cliches Migora. <laughs> oh my god more lucky charms anything else a ham sandwich
3: something please <laughs> what are attracted to the obvious
0: but the eight-year-old is clearly uh he's into the questioning this or beyond it territory and uh he said some disparaging things about the whole dumb thing and oh i know it's you and you and mom and blah 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 and uh and um But then he wrote a note for the leprechaun, put it in an envelope, sealed it. I opened it and read it, of course. Uh, We were putting the candy there, and he said, What are you, the government? And it said, Dear Leprechaun, I'm sorry I said I didn't believe in you. I shouldn't have done that. I do believe in you, and I'm very glad you came to visit our house. You don't have to leave me any candy if you don't want to. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so he's clearly, he's exactly at the position that a lot of uh, people are with God. They, they think maybe at this point they don't believe, but mm. uh, I'm going to go ahead and go along with it just in case.
3: Mm. I think that happens, doesn't it? Wow, interesting. And sorry we tried to imprison you, <laughs> it might be appropriate. <laughs> That's adorable. You. I like that it
0: just wanted to, hey, I know, I know what's up, Dad, but yeah. not wanting to give away the Ex- belief. Exactly, exactly. Oh, and he certainly didn't want to miss out on candy, just in <laughs> case the leprechaun does exist. It's so a nice sentiment,
3: it. then why are you trying to trap me, son? <laughs> boy oh. <laughs> Put you to
0: work (laughs) I'm going to have you cleaning my house Getting those hard to reach places And now, final thoughts From Armstrong and Getty
3: Here's your host, Joe Getty Let's get a final thought, huh? It's right there in the name Positive Sean, final thought? Yes,
0: this one actually a call out to the listener folks We still need some more uh, submissions for new final thought Submissions like the one you just heard Send them to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com Is that right?
3: Yeah. Mailbag, okay That's right Positive, uh, I'm sorry, positive
1: uh, Marshall Phillips, your final thought. All right, I got to go and settle up with uh, my financial advisor. My March Madness disappointment brackets busted. Now I am too. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. That's... Gambling doesn't always work out. That's no, unfortunate. No, no,
2: Michelangelo, your final thought. This was a conversation overheard at Costco, husband to wife. I can't get meat at Costco? Then why are you buying shoes at Payless? Why are you always bringing hate toward my pork chops? <laughs> Really? Yes.
1: Wow.
3: Bringing hate toward my pork I'm a people watcher. What can
1: I say? Sorry to to hear that.
0: Uh, Jack, final thought? It is going to be a heck of a spring, ladies and germs, as we got the Comey book coming out, the IG report, and that uh, book about corruption in D.C. They're all going to be huge stories. And of course, at any point, the Mueller investigation could wrap up. Going to be huge. I mean, this is going to be maybe beyond anything we've even seen when the Comey book comes out.
3: They're going to go wall-to-wall wall oh, 24-7. Uh, my final thought is, unfortunately, also uh, Trump-related. Wouldn't it be nice if all of us or any of us could, if we were in a dispute at work or had a boss we didn't like or a client or an employee or something who was giving us guff, if we could tweet that they're liars and idiots. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> with, with impunity, more or less. Ah, it's good to be the president.
0: I can't believe that they actually released the information that they talked to Secretary of State Tillerson while he was sitting on the on the
3: john. I don't know. Uh, allegedly, uh, the chief of staff was the source for that. Why would he yeah. humiliate Rex? I don't know. Did Rex cross him? Don't mention he was on the turret. Nobody needs to know that. Nobody wants to picture it. Just say we spoke to him Friday. You don't have to say what he was doing. <laughs> I don't get it. Armstrong body is private. Armstrong you know? and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Sacred. So many people who thanks so a little time. You want to email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. dot com. Follow us on the Twitter. Tweet at us. We'd love to hear from you. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
2: This is. Uh
1: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
4: Thank you, and good night. <laughs> and the show's
1: over.
4: What? Bye-bye. This country can't be tough enough on Russia. They tried to interfere with the fundamentals of our democracy.
3: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.